Welcome, welcome, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Baguazhang Taoist Cultivation, the Urban Path. If you have been listening to this series, which now consists of five podcasts, and this is the sixth one, uh, thank you. That's the first thing I want to say. It's just thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of the journey. Today, based on a number of questions I have been asked, and also some personal experiences since the last one, um, I've been asked to talk about mindfulness or meditation, those kinds of things. So I'm going to talk about Cha Zen and how that fits into the Bagua Zhang path, at least for me, because I know not everybody is into Cha Zen. Not everybody wants to drink tea. Not everyone likes tea. And frankly, not everyone gives a shit about mindfulness. But the journey is important. And I can see it in the list of my podcasts. The first few, 10 or so, everyone listens to. Then I start talking about tea and mindfulness, Kung Fu Cha, Cha Zen, Cha No Yu, so forth, Cha Do. And it trails off. The next 50 or so podcasts, you get very few listens. And then, because I go back into talking about fighting, the art of war, strategy, that kind of thing, it starts to pick up again. But the truth is, Baguazhang, if you're really into it, is a way of life. It's a path that one walks. I could... talk endlessly about the techniques and how you're supposed to do it and how where the hands are supposed to go how you're supposed to walk but we have masters out there who teach it and you can get manuals out there who teach it as well what is really lacking is what happens in the experience of practicing Baguazhang this is where people fall down We think it's about training all the time. It is. And that's all there is to it. Yes, that's true, but there's also more than that. But the path is fraught with difficulty. It is fraught with hardship. It is fraught with pain. And I'm not talking about the training part of it. Because in order to cultivate the mind quickly. You have to have the everyday world experience of Baguazhang. It's so vitally important. The everyday experience will be your kickback and tell you whether you really have got the goods to make it. To make it to the end. And there is no end. You really have the goods to keep trying, keep moving forward when no one else wants to do it anymore, when it's no longer the fashion or the most popular thing, or your mates don't do it anymore and you're so tempting to quit and go jump to the next most popular martial art that's out there. Or worse still, you watch a YouTube video and you see a so-called Baguazhang practitioner getting his head bashed in and you're wondering, where the fuck did I go wrong? Why did I pick this? Or you have some guy in some other school bragging about how great they are and how we suck. And then we lose the way. 
We don't even know why we're doing Baguazhang anymore sometimes. And we have to get back on track and remember what was the reason for doing it in the first place. Because it is a lonely path. It is an extreme path. It is also a very sucky path. Filled with pain. Lots and lots of pain. And if it's not physical pain, there is definitely the emotional and mental pain that one has to go through in order to keep going. What I practice regularly is called, I call it Cha Zen. Zen implies, like Zen, like meditation. And cha, which is the tea, means I meditate through the tea. You don't have to use tea, but tea is a non-alcoholic way and a safe way to do it. You could move over to coffee, but coffee has a lot of caffeine in it. And it can give you the jitters. And most people who are out there, who are, um, I don't know what the word is, who are into their coffees, you know, it's about showing off. But cha zen or coffee zen, let's call it that, is an internal thing that we do for ourselves when no one else is around. It's about consolidating our gains. For example, let's just say you like to go to the gym, and you you like boxing, and you go into the ring and you box. It can be either seen as training, or you could be fighting someone else. How Aji-baji it is, depends on you and the other person. So it could be just a training session or it could be a real fight. Who knows? But then rather than just being a physical thing, we want to consolidate it. We want to strengthen our mind. So we go out of the ring and we find a quiet place to sit down and meditate. The meditation isn't about being all like Buddha and stuff. It's about Allowing all those experiences that we've just had in the boxing ring to become one with us. But we need to give it time. And for a lot of us, we don't actually have, in a sense, real space. We can't go to the changing rooms and be quietly left alone. We just don't have it. We're too busy and whatever. So the tea, aka the coffee, becomes the excuse in the actions of doing it to allow us to to meditate and reflect back on what we're doing and it's really vitally important because even though we think we don't need it those experiences if not processed through properly in a healthy sense they can actually develop into trauma mental trauma emotional trauma and in themselves they will never actually be the one-off that sets you over the puts you over the edge but collectively like accumulation like compounding they can have an effect where the dam will burst and we allow ourselves to release on that to let go of the pressure and to really reflect upon it because sometimes how we're feeling in the moment We may not realize we've actually won the match, but we may feel like the loser. Or we may feel like the loser, but we've actually lost. Or there is a lesson there that we don't quite understand because we're moving on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. This is the essence of mindfulness through tea.
This is the true essence. And when someone says, oh, it's too hard, don't want to go through all those podcasts, well, you got to ask yourself, you know, you may think you're that tough, that strong, but just ask yourself, what happened to all the other practitioners around you that disappeared? How many of them have given you excuses? It's the family, it's the wife, it's the kids, it's the work, it's some accidents, it's an illness, but really it just got too hard. You have to work through it because those excuses, if they are true, it's the family, it's the wife, it's the kids, it's the work, it's the school, it's the study, it's the accident, it's the disease. That is the universe sending you tests. That is the universe putting you on trial and making sure, are you for real? Because I can guarantee you down the line, you will have a situation where the martial arts will not save you. Not in, in, the, in the sense of it being a sport. And Baguazhang, by the way, is not a sport. It isn't. So don't treat it like a sport. It's a martial art. Treat it with the respect it deserves. So now, hopefully, you understand what Cha Zen is about. The, rit- the ceremony, the ritual, is just a physical way to allow that physical need to be doing something, to be doing something. When we're practicing Baguazhang and we're doing the palm changes, it's no accident that it's called a walking meditation. You have sitting meditation, you have standing meditation, and you have walking meditation. It's there for the doers so they can meditate and do. But it's an organized, methodical method. Of it. I know there are masters out there who go, I don't need that. I don't have to do that. Well, to those masters, stick, I'm going to say this quite, quite clearly. Stick to what you know, keep to the style you're in, and don't transgress. Don't get involved with things that are not your business. Don't corrupt the way. Stay true to your style. Stay true to who you are and learn about your style, your method, your path. Your path along the Tao is your path. Baguazhang is just one path along the Tao. And I know what I'm saying because I've heard people say, oh, but those who say the path you walk is not the true path. I know where we're going with this. You're going to quote Lao Tzu again. But in his time, he was only one version of the Tao. He expressed it in only one way. But in his actions, it was really about 
getting away from society, becoming a recluse. It's about abstaining from the everyday. Why did I call Baguazhang in this, in this one, the Baguazhang Taoist cultivation, the urban path? It's because most people who practice Baguazhang live in a city, live with people and have to deal with people and do not have the option of going and fucking off to the forest somewhere and living remotely or fucking off to, to some resort like Bali and living a tranquil life. They don't. They have to deal with the people around them. They have to cultivate their own chi and grow. Because the people around them are actually relying on them. They cannot say, fuck off to the first person that comes to them. A lot of Baguazhang practitioners, like Tai Chi practitioners, the true ones, actually become healers for the people around them. And in particular, a Baguazhang practitioner becomes a particular kind of healer because most of them are not strictly hands-on. But the healing comes through cultivating the chi within, growing it, and then energetically, like heat and light, vibrating it out and sharing it out with the world around them. This is the Jin Gong Feng Shui side of things when it comes to Baguazhang. On the deepest levels, when this when it really goes down, it becomes harder and harder to actually leave the place the person is bound to. The universe has a way of entrapping that person like the queen bee is trapped inside the hive. Now I'm starting to talk about things that a lot of masters out, out there don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And they go, oh, he's a crazy motherfucker. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I am a crazy motherfucker, but I'm also talking from experience. Real, tangible experience. And I hope you can hear it in my voice. But, I will say it again. Walk your own path. Find your own Tao. Start with the inner Tao that's within you. And then go seek, if you still need to find it, the outer Tao, the big one that's joined to everybody. Hopefully you won't need to go look for it. But hopefully you'll go beyond Lao Tzu. And really walk your own path. Cha Zen for me helps me to reflect on these things. Helps me to reflect on those experiences that can cause trauma in the mind and heart. And helps me to release on it. Because these days, there is less and less of me having the experience. And more and more of me helping others. I don't try to help others. I don't go out. But people are seeking me out. And there's a lot of things where words don't express the full meaning of being, of being able to help them fully. 
And the best I can come up with sometimes is to take their wrist, they take mine, get them to close their eyes, get them to breathe slowly in and out. And then I tell them, look for my center. I say, go deep. I say, feel me. Search for my center, which is in the darkest, deepest recesses within me. Find my yin. Connect with it. I am yin. This is the nature of Bagua. Not the superstitious stuff that you've read from the Ming Dynasty, where they say you need to cultivate your yang and let go of your yin, and if you have too much yin, you become an earthly ghost. No. A lot of the, ma- a lot of the stuff written are written by people who don't know have no experience of what the fuck they're talking about. They speak from a place of fear. In ancient times, what we called the werewolf was just the shaman wearing the wolf mane cap and meditating in a trance, dancing to the moon. But the people who are always afraid, who don't understand, converted the shaman into the werewolf. It's that different. So I tell them, look within. Seek my yin and connect to it. And you will be amazed to see the transformation, the energy that flows between us. Feel the truth of what I am, of what I've become. There is no master on this planet who can challenge that fact. They can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, They're confronted with the truth. I have dedicated my life to Bagua Zhang even before I knew what Bagua Zhang was. The only difference between now and before is that it's systematic and it's consciously aware of what I'm doing. The tea and the ceremony is just an external excuse. It is just a reflection of what's happening inside. They help the body to see from the outside what is happening within, which is consolidating the gains, letting go of the trauma and working through the process. Not all practitioners of the martial arts are willing to lie there and talk, blah, 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 blah. 
Sometimes talking is like is like is too much. So if you're stuck down in the early podcasts, and you've skipped all of it and come jump right to the top, go back down and continue the journey. And if someone regards you as a loser or a wimp because you're a little different, well, just reflect back on when you're going to be old. Ask yourself how you would like to live your life when you're old. Becoming a Taoist immortal is more than just living forever. It's about choosing to decide how you want to live your old age. Do you want to be in a wheelchair, lying in bed the whole time with your skin rotting because you can't move and stinking to high heaven and smelling like shit? And having swollen legs and always in pain? Every day when I'm at work, I'm confronted with people like that. And then you hear their stories. How do you want to go off into the sunset? Not now when you're fit and well, but how exactly do you want to live your old age? Do you want to live like the old people around you with a walking cane, sore back? Or would you like to still be upright and walking like a, like a proud person? And actually knowing that when you die, you die of old age. Not from some cancer, some disease, dementia, where you bring, where your suffering becomes other people's suffering. Because that is the path that most people are walking down. That is truth. That is the reality of most people's lives. At some point, the suffering starts. It doesn't even have to be mental anymore, but it's a physical suffering. That is what working on our health wards off. And yes, I've seen the other side. I've seen someone cultivate their chi and they're able to live, look younger and live healthier than the people around them. It's always a choice. So remember, the mindfulness of Chazen is more than just practicing mindfulness.